it is what it is. Hey, yo, Yugi, I know you're an excited man. What happened? What's up? Because of the uh, the new legalization that just popped through. Well, yeah, bro. Super excited. It helps me with my business. Uh, definitely helps me get a lot of other people excited into breeding and, and getting seeds and stuff like that. As you know, I have my own little seed bank. Uh, yes, sir. Breed, yeah, breed my own straw, create my own strains, breed my own plants and stuff like that. But the... Uh, the the bad aspect of not bad but the kicker about it was that you can't like sell the actual product you can only sell the seeds which is why i focused on that and yeah. uh now like i can sell the product if i wanted to legally you know nice. so yeah it's always good to have extra businesses and that's just yeah it's gonna be something that's on my plate multiple revenue streams bro all yes 22 bro this is when you start that shit right now dog Word. All right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple streams of income, dog. Multiple, multiple. It's good to have more than one. Mm-hmm. That's one of my big goals this year is to, is to really expand my little seed bank. I've been doing really good. I get a lot of orders from fucking uh, different countries and shit like that. I get a lot of orders from fucking Denmark, which is weird. But uh, because <laughs> there ain't shit to do in Denmark, bro. So no. smoke weed and look at Ask mountains. <laughs> that is a good person to ask. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good things on the horizon for your boy, bro. Bro, speaking yes, of sir. multiple streams of revenue, dog. Okay. Crazy shit is happening. It's scary and cool at the same time. But if you're into crypto, you need to look into Vision Coin, Vision Token. Um, Vision Coin, Vision Token. You can call it either one, really. It drops on April 8th. Um, yeah. It is the first ever coin to directly support content creators. So when you want to drop donations on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube or whatever, imagine yeah. you could just buy a little bit of stake in a content creator. That's basically what it is. So I'm an ambassador now. I hopped on that shit. Nice. Um, it starts at like $5 a coin, which is okay. a steal right now, bro. Um, yeah. It hasn't dropped yet. And like I said, the pre-sale is uh, April 8th, 2022. But the actual coin is probably going to drop like somewhere around June-ish. Um, okay. There's a lot of people that are trying to hop on it or whatever. So everything, we got to get our ducks in order. But man, it's about to be incredible. And I know Yugi is into crypto. So Yugi, I would definitely check that shit out, dog. I sent you the Discord link and everything. I was going to say, yeah, you sent me a link. I did not get to check it, but do you know, like, if it's backed by blockchain and all, all that good stuff? It is. It is on It is on a blockchain, a blockchain, but they're trying to figure out which one right now. So once that is figured, well, if you if you join the Discord, like, at real-time updates will come through. So they don't know the blockchain. Um, they're trying to figure out if it's going to be on, like, multiple platforms, like Robinhood and... and um, uh, shit like that. I was about to name some more, but I forgot the one I'm on. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into crypto, but I'm into yeah. like the numbers game part of it, bro. I'm not into the 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 Reddit side of it where where they run shit. Like, I'll play yeah. the numbers and and look at the actual numbers of the figures and shit like that, and see if I want to invest in it. 
That's yeah, interesting. So you basically don't be in the uh, you don't be in the gutters of Reddit when it talks about I bet let's push. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I'm not on that hype beat shit. That's that's hype beat stupid. So, shit. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I like when GameStop shit happened. I was on the wave. Can't lie. And I was doing that shit with some of my boys, and I was making some decent money. And then that's when the uh, I, I got out of the investing in the stock market when that lockdown happened, and they didn't let anybody withdraw. Bro, I started off genuinely with 50 bucks. I went up to like 600, and then I just had to watch my money fall to like $210. You would have pulled out the day before. That's what a lot of smart people did. Pull out. I don't know if Eric remembers this. I told that nigga not to do it. <laughs> I told him not to do it, bro. I, yeah, my, I smoke weed, bro. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> if you play your cards right, you can even make fucking money off of those bullshit tokens, like the Sheep token. Mm-hmm. I made a ton off of oh, that. I'm making money you off Sheep. I still have Sheep in my, in yeah, my fucking you, wallet right now. I, 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 pulled, I pulled all mine the last time it had a high, and I got out of there. Same My thing sheet just I hit goes. 20 bucks. Like, and I only put five in. So I'm up. Nice. Nice. Always up. Always up, nigga. Gang, gang. Yeah. Yeah. My whole, actually, my whole wallet is doing super well right now. And that's why I'm excited about Division Coin. Because that shit, I really think that's shit, I really think it's about to go up. Now, I'm telling you this, you I know you said you're a numbers guy. The numbers aren't there yet, obviously. It's not out yet. I'm just letting you know. It exists. And if you want to join the Discord and shit, and then, you know, they can give you the whole spiel or whatever, look into it. I'm trying to put on every black person I know into crypto. I'm definitely interested, man. I'm more, like, I've been more looking forward to something. Like, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That's something I would seriously be interested in. But I'm more interested in looking, like, I can't wait till somebody, like, makes a token that's directly associated with the music business. That's going to be the one. So make That's it then. Gonna, huh? Make it then. Nigga, I'm not a fuck, nigga. The fuck? Do it. You do it. I'm serious. Do it. I don't care about the music business. I care about content creators. That's why I'm on the first coin for content creators. If you want the music I, business I coin, don't know how to make, I don't know how to make coins, bro. That's but why if you make a team, my nigga. Find the people that do and make it happen. Be the first. Come on, black we'll man. See. We'll see. We'll it, see. Bro. It's a possibility. But if a yeah. coin was directly linked to the music industry, it would blow up, bro. Because it could get, you can link it by streams. You can link it by album sales. You could link it to what the fuck ever you wanted to link it to. And yeah. it would make money for the artists. It would make money for the people invested in the coins. It would be dope, bro. Yeah, I think um, eventually I do want to put myself into cryptos and NFTs. Because I do know that's obviously the future. But I'm not super edgy. I have to get myself educated on them first, personally, before I jump ship to them. Mm-hmm. And I do, <clears throat> I do really like. I see the potential in a lot of them, but um, it is just a little dumbfounding to me, I guess, from the outside so far. I think I do my research. Back when I was a little like, back when I first like really got out of high school, I was really into finance. I was like looking up like every country not every I, I had a specific country i was really looking at but i was looking at like the, the different ways certain countries and people around the world like carry their finances and shit bro down to like the smallest like details bro down yeah. to like how, how asian people do susus you ever heard of a susu no what is it you ever heard of a susu shack nah all right this is some dope asian culture type shit that i've always wanted to like this it's not even on our list, but this is something I always wanted to like transfer over to like the black culture. So susu is Asian 
families. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know which which type. It's just a base. Some Asians do it. Some most of them do it. Most of them or some of them don't. But Asian families will get a group of let's say like ten people. Yeah. Right. And they are 12. 12 is, is the generic way of doing it because it's 12 months in a year. And out of those 12 people, they pick one. And for that one person, like, like everybody gets a month, right? And uh, every month, everybody sends that person a specific amount of money. Okay. And then when the next month comes along and it's a different person's turn, they send that person a specific amount of money. So at the end, when you get your specific amount of money, it, it equals up being the money that you put into it in the first place. So it's like being able to save money, like instantly, but put money into it also. That's a very interesting concept. I, I see what you're saying. So it's essentially like... Um... Like some form of like a gifting slash holding of money. Yes. And what it does is say if there's 12 people and the limit is 100 ahead, uh, that one person that gets chosen will get 1100. Next month. Every month. Next month. Not every month, but that person gets 1100. Then the next month, that person gets 1100. The next month, that person gets 1100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep switching off. And then eventually by the end of the year, you just got 1100 saved. Yep, because you already threw eleven hundred into it, whether you got your, whether it was your turn or not. You know what I mean? That's understandable. That makes a lot of sense because it's like, and it's also, um, damn, that's really, really cool. That's because... awesome. But also think of it as it. I mean, I'm not like trying to stereotype, but most Asian families are huge. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, but black and Hispanic families are usually very big as well. Yeah, it's just some. It's just a concept of of giving and, and taking care of your family that's that's a little better than anything we do in american culture you know what i mean it, it's very just smart yeah it's very interesting something i've always wanted to do i wanted to make an app for it but can't really figure it out too much you know what i mean so that's something i've been working on on the side that's i don't know how i even got to that but yeah yeah no that's really dope actually i think i'm gonna bring that up to my family and see if they want to try it out hey add me and your family bro i'm down <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I'm trying to be family with you niggas, bro. Yeah, shit, let's start our own, dog. Find a yeah, we can, bro. Yeah, we can, we can do that. Shaq was quiet. I ain't know what he thought of it, but if you're down for a Shaq, I find a couple more people, that would be lit. Yeah, we yeah, can just do it amongst crazy. ourselves. Yeah, That's people we trust, though. <laughs> I'll cash out one of you niggas 100, you know what I mean, and just make sure I get mine I when it's time. I definitely know somebody who ain't going to be giving their money. Who? Who? I ain't, ain't going to say nothing. They probably don't listen to this podcast. What? Uh-oh. They just, who is it? They just who, 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 this podcast. Huh? No, it's not about being broke. It's, it's, it's a friendship aspect. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, actually, I'm friends with him, so. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see he what happens. He just don't like Eric. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Nigga, fuck with me. I don't know. The we already three deep. We'll find what? What, eight more niggas? Nine more niggas? Nine, yeah. We can find nine easy. I'm pretty nine sure we have... Niggas. Nigga, I got like 30 cousins, bro. What do you mean? Hey, do you trust them? No, but that's not... Yeah, <laughs> that's the point, man. You fucking <laughs> oaf. <laughs> this nigga is I, stupid. 
I don't trust my dad's side of the family, and I don't even know my mom's side actually. Fuck. Yeah, never mind. That's the only kicker, bro. You gotta find some people you can trust, bro. Yeah, yeah. I put my girl on. Fuck it. My girl, my girl had a trust fund when she was eighteen, and her mom had stocks in her name and shit. That was crazy. I'm pretty sure I can get my little brother to get in on it. Be something to think about, bro. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be moving we'll on. Keep, to yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in the pipeline. Yeah. But um, yeah. I know this is something that we wanted to discuss last week, but we didn't have enough time for it. And that is the I Know Nigo album. Uh, yeah. For people who do not know, Nigo is a Japanese producer, and this is his first hip-hop album in over 21 years. He is uh, heavily associated with acts like Pharrell, the uh, Nerd, N.E.R.D., uh, and the Clips, groups like that. A lot of the groups in the early 2000s so this is was a, a big coming out album it was almost like a uh what you would consider like a collaboration like dj khaled style album where he was basically just behind the works and he had all the other people come in and make their songs there's a lot of really really good tracks on it i'll, I'll let yugi speak on it because he put me on uh, i mean you just gave a fucking thorough ass break in front of that shit man it ain't really much i can say besides there's a fucking really really good standout track or tracks on this album. It's a uh, track by Tyler that I really like. Uh, it's called it's "Come good. On Girl." The "Come On Girl, Let's Go" one, not that other one. I don't know. But uh, you don't like the first one, the freestyle. I do and I don't. I do and I don't. Okay. I really like. I like Tyler when he's a full product, not when he's just freestyling. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does have could be. He does tend to have like a jokey air to him when he yeah. turns to freestyle. He did have some funny bars in there, but he spit some shit. His flow was nice in that track. Yeah, it was. It was pretty dope, but I'm more partial to when he... I'm more partial to hearing Tyler, like, do fun shit. Like, like I'm really deep into music. I'm not going to nerd out too much, but Tyler uses, like, aspects from classical yeah. music. Like, fucking... He uses stuff that Beethoven and, like, Bach and shit use, you know what I mean? And he translates it over into modern music. It's hard to explain, but yeah. that's how deep that motherfucker is with music. Like, I, I like listening to that aspect of him. When he starts rapping and talking about eating roaches and shit like that, I'm cool, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he dropped the roach bar, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I fucked with that track uh, for sure. Aria was all right. Punch Bowl with uh, Pusha T in the full clips. That shit is fire. That track is crazy, dog. Like, that is a banana song especially as a comeback song for clips because we haven't heard from fucking uh malice or no malice whatever he's calling himself right now we haven't heard from him in a, in good, a while. long while yeah for a very long time. he just comes back like on 10 like yeah, he came back and his his verse was extremely solid i fucked with that track um the next one was functional addict uh i ain't gonna lie this is probably my favorite song on the album really uh, i that hook is fucking crazy. It's different, yo. The yeah. Beat is nasty. So that's probably, and I would say that one and uh, another one that I'll continue to list on is my second favorite. Um, Wanted Bad with Kid Cudi has some nasty fucking um, 808s in it. Kid Cudi's back on his bullshit, you know. It's it's what you would expect out of Kid Cudi in a in a um, euphoric beat. Um, more tonight with the teriyaki boys. I couldn't really get behind it. I liked the sounds of it uh, at the beginning, but then it got real bland to me personally. Paper plate. Teriyaki boys have always been carried by their production, so yeah, I, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Paper plates. That's a uh, track seven with Pharrell and ASAP Ferg. 
my least favorite track on the on the album. Yeah, throw that in the garbage. I'm sorry. That bro. that track is just not good. It's really, it's just not good. I don't like the hook. I don't like ASAP Ferg's verse. The best thing about it is the beat, and that shit got ruined by the hook. Um, Hear Me Clearly is another Pusha T track. It's him solo. It's not as good as Punchbowl, but it's solid. It holds its own. I definitely feel wondering what this track was doing on the album because that's part of uh, Pusha T's album. But I know he's really connected to Nego through the uh, Pharrell and NERD thing. So yeah, what it probably is. It's um, Nego probably worked on that track, and it's one of those things, kind of like uh, when Young Thug dropped "Pick Up the Phone" on his shit, as well as Travis did, or was it? Nah, nah a lot it, of it's Travis? it's a new thing that people. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, no, but it's a new thing. Yeah, it's a new thing that people are doing. Like especially when you do a compilation album, you can get away with it real easy. But you take a track. Like, Hear Me Clearly has been out for a while, and it's already gold, I believe. So you take a track that's already gold. Fucking uh, DJ Khaled complained about the same thing. And then you package that track in your album, and your album's gold. Mm, very smart. That's a little loophole. Yeah, it's a, it's a little stupid loophole that they haven't found a way to fix. Besides yeah. singling out the singles. But you can't do that if the single's part of the album, if you're using the single to promote the album. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, then there is a uh, Pop Smoke track on that with uh, it's him by himself. I fuck with it. It's a little short, obviously, because it's just taking whatever he had left behind. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. That's my guy from New York. Um, then there's Heavy with Lil Uzi. This is another one I can do without. Um, for sure, I don't like this track at all. This shit is garbage. Uzi been um, throwing a lot of misses out there for somebody who's who's at his caliber, who makes the money he makes, who's yeah. has the fan base that he has. He's been throwing for a sure. lot of duds out there. That shit is garbaggio. Um, and then Come On, Let's Go, which is the last track, uh, the title of the creator. And, That's my uh, favorite track on the album. And I would say this is probably my, my second favorite song, and I would agree with Yugi on that. But this track is just really, really good production-wise. The verses are great. The hook is very catchy, especially with the echo in the background as it uh, sings off. Uh, overall, I would name it. A, it's a. I would give it like a eight out of ten. Um, it does have the two big fucking, just tr- disgusting tracks, which are paper plates and heavy, and then the one track I really couldn't get behind, which is more tonight. Uh, so I would say uh, eight out of eleven is is pretty damn solid for for an album. Especially with two like really standout bangers, in my opinion, which are Functional Addict and Come On, Let's Go. I'm surprised you went and listened because every time I tell you something, down to like Anvil, every time I tell you something, you don't listen to like. Shut up, you fucking later, stink! Bro, bro he, he don't, don't listen to like shit, a month later, It's not bro. just your recommendations. He don't listen to nothing, bro. Huh? Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> nah, um. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is that actually after you recommended after um Shaq recommended the IDK album, I just started listening to any album y'all recommended me. Especially Yugi when you recommended that Candy Drip album, bro. I have, that's all I listened to for the last like three weeks, bro. What's up on letting people hear that shit, bro? That album's crazy. It don't that album is ridiculous, bro. So, uh, speaking of trying to put me on a shit in Anvil, yes, let's talk a little about uh, a little bit about Anvil. Uh, I'll let you describe the game a bit. Um, it's 
top down shooter. It's like Hades with Pass. fucking straps, bro. Like, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Stay out of this, Shaq. Yeah, and then you should hop on it for real, Shaq. This should be the, the time I where you actually listen play to me. Like isometric yeah. games, bro. I don't play them. They're Just give games, it a bro. try, bro. It's dog, you think I've never played a fucking isometric game before, dog? I don't like I'm, them. I'm not saying yeah, that I'm you haven't. You've never played one, bro. I'm this saying this different. Play it. It's not, I watched y'all play it. It's literally the same fucking thing, nigga. I played World of Warcraft before. It's like it's okay. It is not World of Warcraft. Okay, I played Diablo before, nigga. It's not. The, it's not. You know, it is not Diablo, game. bro. Okay, but it looks like it is my point. Oh my what, God. what is what is your exact like? What is the like? Explain. Why don't you like? It? Is the fun aspect just not there? Do you have trouble doing it? Do these niggas be smoking you? What is it? <laughs> it's <laughs> like hey, you're praising all that. Nigga called him out. <laughs> nigga, I know, out? right? He's like, are you a bitch ass <laughs> nigga? Do you fucking suck? <laughs> <laughs> Show me where the game touched you on this doll. Like <laughs> this nigga is trash or what? Like, but no, no. I no. would say it's it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jack. I, I I also want to hear this point. Like, what the fuck is your problem? I just don't. I don't like the the camera angle. And, and that's very important to me. It's why I didn't play first-person shooters for years, dog. Like, if I if I didn't become a, a gaming content creator, then I wouldn't. I still wouldn't play first-person shooters. But I kind of had to adapt to that shit. I don't have to adapt to isometric cameras. I don't. And I and I've never enjoyed it. I still, like I said, I still kind of don't even enjoy first-person shooters. Um, but isometric cameras are just not my thing. A try, and you play them now. No, that's not. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I had to adapt, bro. There are certain games as as a content creator that you have to play if you want to. If you, you, you want to progress, you that shit up. I know so how he tried to switch it. He not about to get it. Nigga said, "Nigga said, but you tried it and you like." No, it. I didn't so try it. it. <laughs> I just did it, dog. I did it. <laughs> this is not some hot shit that everybody got to play, right? Like that's that's it's, all based on opinion. It, Actually, right, bro. It actually is. No, no, no. Is. I mean, I mean like, it's not, it's not Warzone, bro. It's not Warzone, right? I started playing Warzone because that was that was something as a streamer that you had to play. And I was a streamer at the time. I had to play Warzone. I had, I honestly had no choice. Uh, no, no, I understand what Shaq's saying, but I also understand what Yugi's saying. Like, it, Yugi's trying to say that it's one of those games that may not catch the eye right away, but whoever knows about it fucking loves it and raves about it. Just like Haiti. And that's why I won Game of the Year at the time. But Shaq is kind of saying that, you know, there are some games kind of like Fortnite at, at its peak, kind of like uh, Warzone and shit like that, where you, in order to get your name out there or get the content or try to get the clicks, you need to play those games. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like I said, I still don't like first-person shooters, but I will play them if they are hot. You know, like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands just dropped, right? I've been just throwing this game at people. Because it actually looks pretty fun as a, as a, as a first-person game. I'm getting more comfortable with them. But like I said, I don't prefer them. When I play first-person shooters on PC, I find the first fucking third-person mod I can get immediately. Off-rip. I'm looking for that shit. Yeah. And that's just how I am. So, like, if I can... Like, I heard... Um, what was that What was that isometric game? That that um, that cyberpunk-looking one? What's that shit called? Uh, oh, the only one I can think about that looks like oh no, not, so that's not really Ascent, the ascent, the ascent, right? So the ascent is something that you could mod to be third person. That which I thought was crazy, or even even first person. I'd rather do first person than an isometric camera. 
So when I saw that model, I, was like, oh, I don't let me, understand let me why people are ranting and raving about the Ascent so much. That is a boring ass game. Uh, it's cyberpunkish. People like that, bro. Remember when steampunk was hot, bro? It's the same shit, man. Steampunk, yes. People love their steampunk. Shit. Everybody Steam had punk, a phase, bro. And cyberpunk is in right now, especially after Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven blew everybody's minds of how fucking bad it was. But um, Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I actually I like that game. I like that game, but it, it did it fucked up a lot. Like it ruined they ruined their reputation with that, but that's I digress. I liked, bro. You know what I was really genuinely like super duper surprised that I liked. Like I had it like super enjoyment time. I was eating popcorn. I was really enjoying myself. I was having a fucking blast watching WrestleMania dog. Oh yeah? Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy, because I did not like WrestleMania. But you're a hardcore, that, and I knew for some reason you weren't gonna like. You ain't said a fucking word about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I don't care. <laughs> I can't care, bro. Like going into it, I was being positive, bro. I was like, mm, you know what? I'm excited to see Cody. You know what? I'm excited to see Roman and Brock. You know, I'm excited to see Bianca win the fucking strap. I'm excited for this, this, this. I was like, man, night two is gonna be fire. Hopefully, night one lives up to. You know, night one was garbage to me. The Cody thing was garbage to me. Uh, not garbage. I'm sorry. It was mid. I'm not going to call it garbage. It wasn't terrible. But their match, their match was fucking not, like I saw. I saw people tweeting, "This is what wrestling is about." Wow, look at these two. Good. No, dog. No. Yeah. I've seen Cody and and Seth Rollins put on five star fucking classics, bro. You they didn't like it there. there. No, uh, no, 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 no. I let yeah, that's not a thing. I I feel like their match could have been better, but um, it definitely it, it left a little bit to be desired in my opinion. But I did think the uh the overall uh aspect of him coming out and shit like that was really cool. I was I was a big fan of it. I didn't yeah, care I for it because like I thought it was gonna hit. It didn't really hit for me. It was like I thought I was gonna be like, holy shit! I'm looking at Cody Rhodes. Back in WWE, no, it was like hmm, this is just this is really just Cody Rhodes back in WWE. Like that's that's how my that's how I took that shit, and I I was mad at myself because I was like I should be enjoying this. Like he had fireworks and shit. He had the same theme, the same attire. I was like, dog, this is really not what I thought it was gonna be for some reason. Like it wasn't like that holy shit kind of wrestling moment. Um, yeah, maybe maybe. Maybe it's because, like, the commentators were literally fucking quiet during his entrance, which I thought was weird as shit. They just didn't say anything. Uh, or maybe it's just that going to a different company doesn't change the fact that I don't want to fucking see Cody Rhodes on my TV. Because in AEW, I was tired of him, too, and his ending racism promos every week. And he apparently is still doing that in WWE. Uh, plus, I think I just expected more from Seth. Seth is, uh, is incredible. He's going to be an all-timer. It just yeah. it didn't really hit for me. Um, night one in general was exactly what it was on paper, some mid. Um, night two was way better, in my opinion, which a lot of people disagree with me on. I don't see how people thought night two was not better than night one. Um, there was a lot of disappointments, though. The New Day shit was, oof, that was rough. Uh, people Bro, were I was, mad at Hold on. I'm so fucking mad at that. We're not yeah. just going to skip over the new day getting squashed in five minutes, bro. Especially yeah. after Rich Holland's stupid-ass botched the belly to belly on Big E and broke his goddamn neck. And yeah. then they fucking decided to squash them? 
after this is their reunion? Are you kidding me? What kind of fucking decision is that? I'm not going to call it a squash, but it was it was a quick match. And I don't like the fact that the match was so fast. Like, they could have gave them a longer match. Like, a squash is saying they didn't get offense in. They definitely did. It was it was like, it was back and forth offensively. But it's just like, well, yeah. But, like, they were the winners, and they made it quick. So it's going to look like that. But the fact that it was a quick match was like, fuck, man, like. Giving them more time is one thing, but them winning was another problem, bro. Like you can't. Yeah. This was like the get back. This was the revenge. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. just not. They wore singlets. They wore biggies attire, bro. And you gonna have them lose? That's just weird. Yeah, that's weird, bro. This is pro wrestling, bro. Villains versus good guys. The villains win sometimes, but that just that's not one of the times. After a, after a build up like that, yeah. I mean, to WrestleMania. Some- Come yeah, on. even sometimes, like, that's supposed to happen. Like, even to build up, sometimes they build up for, like, a fucking year and a half for some things. But there's no build-up to, uh, to be had when you have a five-minute fucking match. But in my opinion, I'm still going to... Yeah, they got some back... It was a squash match, the way I look at it. Because he took one fucking thing. He got um, a broke kick right off the bat. Then he got hit with some other shit. And then there was a little dire, that bullshit pin. That was a squash. Um, especially with Biggie's gear, uh, with Biggie being out, they should have put them over, even if it was a five-minute match. And then you could probably have something like, "Oh yeah, it was a uh, a bullshit five-minute match. You guys won," and they get the pop at that time. And then you can build up to something like Backlash, where you really have a match between them. And then you could put the the villains over then. But that's WrestleMania, bro. That was not a good call, in my opinion. I completely agree. Um, and I bet that's the end of the feud, too. That's what really hurts. Like, there's no reason to continue it. That's yeah. why it really fucking hurts, bro. Like, they should have won that match. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. And then you got, um, like I said, the on night one, Becky and Bianca really put on. That was a good-ass match. I didn't care yeah. for Charlotte and Ronda. I'm glad that match wasn't stupid long like Charlotte matches normally are. I think that was a plus, but still, it was whatever. Ronda... After having kids, like, she doesn't move the same, which is not her fault. She had kids. Of course, that's how that works. But uh, I don't like the fact that maybe, no, she should be in the main event still. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know if she's out of shape or if it's just her body changed or what. But, like, Ronda's matches are different than how they used to be. And that's yeah. not really fun to watch anymore. Um Felt like Charlotte was kind of carrying it. Um, but <clears throat> night two, Johnny Knoxville and Homeboy put the fuck on, bro. Yes. Sammy Zayn and Johnny yeah, Knoxville and, and all the jackass homeboys, they did. Fire it, match. Fire wow. match. People are shitting on this match because they expected a fucking Broadway. I don't know why, dog. That was hilarious. That was a good ass match. Dude, bro, for We Man body slamming Sammy Zayn? Fucking hilarious shit in the world, bro. Hilarious. Bro, <laughs> I popped so fucking hard for that when that shit happened. Hilarious. That bro. and um the the retaliation where Sami Zayn Halufa kicked him and fucking basically shoot kicked him in the head, nigga. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was wild. So um even down to the even down to the mousetrap fucking up. You know what I mean? Like the 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 yeah. whole match is just fucking entertaining as fuck bro like that 
that was a hell of a match. And I know I'm a casual fan. I'm not hardcore like y'all, but I don't know what the fuck y'all expect out of matches. But that was a fucking dope ass match. That's what you call a five star match, dog. Fuck what y'all. <laughs> well, look, wanna... Yugi, and Yugi saying that is a big deal. But let me tell you this right now, Yugi. You gotta, as a casual, you gotta acknowledge Sami Zayn being so well versed in everything, right? So he had a character before WWE who was who's had the character arc of being ex- extremely serious or being the best baby face ever to being a comedy act to being the best wrestler in the world. Like Sami Zayn can do anything. He's, yeah. he's going to go down as an all timer, maybe not in the eyes of fans, but as, as the, uh, an all timer in the eyes of people who actually know how things work. That motherfucker. Is yeah, he's like a wrestler's wrestler. Only he could do that in that match. Dead ass. Only him. Like, there's literally nobody else that could do that out there. And all respect to Sami Zayn. I love that dude. He's one of my all-time favorites. I literally have a tattoo of his character before uh, WWE. So, like, uh, Generico? I, yeah. So, that nice. nigga is, like, he, he's everything to me. Um, mad respect to him, because I didn't expect shit going into that, bro. I was like, oh, my God. Why is Johnny Knoxville on the card and not the, not the IC champion or the U.S. champion? Mm-hmm. Whatever. That turned out like I was so happy. That was one of the best things about WrestleMania. Like, like remember last year, Bad Bunny was the best thing about WrestleMania outside of the main event. Yeah. That that same shit happened this year with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, honestly. Let's also that, talk that about the bad. other uh, the other celebrity who made an appearance in uh, Logan Paul. One, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that and how he actually wasn't terrible. Yeah, he's athletic. I mean, that's, yeah. That, I mean, I'm not saying he's a is a good base to start, right? And I think yeah, he, yeah, played, yeah. he played his role, and he, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to not give him praise because wrestling is hard. But I, at the same time, I also think that like he did the job well. You know, like oh yeah, I mean yeah, you did it. It wasn't anything special. It didn't blow my fucking mind like Bad Bunny doing Canadian destroyers on the floor, nigga. Like that's crazy to me, dog. Yeah. Logan Paul, I kinda expected all of that from him, so But I, yeah, I I also didn't really put like a um what you would call like a I didn't look at it and, and have like a, a standard for him essentially. Because I didn't know what he would look like in a in a, in a WWE ring or in any ring for that matter. So I was more just trying to see what the fuck he could do because they kept teasing it every week. He'd attack and he, you know, he could sell a decent punch against, you know, the Mysterios at the time, but like an actual wrestling, like actually wrestling, we didn't see that yet. And we got to see it and it wasn't bad. Uh, the last person I also want to mention who's kind of like a guest, but you know, he's actually a commentator and that's the Pat McAfee match against Austin Theory. Yeah. That match, I like that match. I I loved that match. I really did. Wait a fucking minute, bro. Wait a fucking minute. You didn't like that match, Shaq? (sighs) Okay. Shaq is fucking Simon Cowell. Oh, my God. Listen. Listen. Hater, bro. No. Nick, I used to do this, bro. You can't. You got to give me some grace. You no, gotta give me some grace, nigga. No, there is no so what, nigga. If you used to make music and you listening to fucking Bad Bunny, nigga, you gonna have some critiques. You gotta, you gotta give me some, gotta give me some room here. Bad Bunny makes fire music, bro. Bro, okay. my and, son, and you know what? Some people really fucking hate it, but look, my here's my thing right. on it. Go. I've seen it before, right? So like, I, it's the same match you had with Adam Cole. 
Yes. It really is. Right. Very so that, similar. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, did, it didn't do anything for me. And I know what Pat McAfee can do because he did the same shit. That's why I know what he can do. He did that match a, a year and a half ago, bro. So, like, yeah. Yeah. That's the oh, only, that's I've never seen shit. that match, bro. And I thought that yeah. shit was lit. And to you, yes, and to you, that's why that shit was fire. But to niggas who have yeah, actually I, seen it, I you're seen, like, hey. I seen the um, I seen the Adam Cole Pat McAfee match. But to that credit, it's also the the third time he's ever done it. He's a full time commentator for the thing, and he's doing it against somebody against Austin Theory, who's an up and coming guy who obviously has a lot of fucking push behind Vince McMahon. He's looking like uh, Drew McIntyre back in the early 2010s. Um, and it's, it's, uh, I, th- I think it delivered in, in what it's, uh, in what his goal was. And that was to have Austin Theory have an outing against somebody who was going to deliver more than most people expected and, uh, and have a really good segment with uh, a legend like uh, Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. I thought, I thought it was good overall. I, as a as a as as somebody who was in the ring, like when I, when when you want to talk about Pat McAfee and uh, what's his name uh, Austin Theory, for yeah. them that night was incredible, bro. They got to of be course. on they got to be on the show in a one on one match. They got to have Vince McMahon involved, and then Stone Cold came down, gave them beer, and stunned them. Like for them, that whole thing must have been fucking incredible. So like, mm-hmm. I'm glad they got to experience that, bro. The camera, I don't think the camera was supposed to do this, but they cut to Pat McAfee laying on the ground, the center, and he's Drinking. pouring fucking beer into his mouth, bro. Just and he looks like he's living in that moment. Like holy shit, bro. Like. This is like a, a, a childhood dream right now. So I love seeing that. That's that was my favorite thing about it. Yeah. Like, that was whatever. But the fact that I got to see these two dudes like live out their dreams in front of me, that was crazy. That was actually yeah. wild. Austin yeah, Theory sold that stunner to the moon, son. Bro, he sold it beautifully. Or Scott Hall esque with the jump up. But then he wow. he finished it off with the with the little rock flip. It was really cool. Mm. And then <laughs> I actually really enjoyed Pat McAfee's cell, where he uh, he basically just went fucking full paralysis and fell backwards as he sp- mm-hmm. uh, spat out the beer. That was really good. Um, Speaking of selling, Vince McMahon, McMahon, historically, he historically has the worst stunner sells, right? Yeah, he just everybody knows that. Yeah, he's the worst. Like he's never sold the stunner well in in twenty five years. So everybody expected a bad stunner. Nobody expected that, bro. Holy shit! Yeah, it, it's because it, he was also the the worst seller of the Thunder, and now he's seventy six years old. So, yeah, so it got worse. <laughs> it, it's it's like, bro, that man almost died from the, the from almost the, killed each other doing that shit. Bro. Bro. Yeah, let's not act like Stone Cold's a spring chicken either, dog. <laughs> nah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was his third one, and he had to fucking carry Vince's half-dead body over his shoulder. That shit looked like they just, just straight up collapsed to the ground. That wasn't even stunning. They just fucking fell, bro. <laughs> then Vince yeah. starts shaking and shit, dog. I loved every second of that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. that was great, bro. Oh, speaking of uh, living out your dreams with Stone Cold, Kevin Owens did it, bro. That yeah. was crazy. So I've been that following Kevin Owens for a long fucking time, and I remember he used to have a, a podcast where he just he talked about everyday life and, and shit that he experienced being a wrestling fan, then becoming a wrestler, all this shit. I used to watch every fucking episode. And he talked about when he met Stone Cold Steve Austin in an airport when he had just started wrestling. 
And he, he said his English wasn't even that good or anything. And he just walked up to him and he was like, I know you're busy. I know you're getting on this flight, but if I can get one piece of advice, what would it be? And, and Stone Cold said, never stop talking. And he didn't understand what that meant initially. But if you know who Kevin Owens is, a.k.a. Kevin yes. Steen, his yes. literal whole gimmick is that no matter if he's in the middle of a fight, on the microphone, uh, tweeting, he never stops talking, bro. Like, he always has, like, some smart shit to say. And he gets into a lot of beefs because of his mouth. And he's, he's like, a, a mean asshole. And he just talks, talks, talks. And it got him to WWE. And it got him to be in a match with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Re- Pro wrestling is magic, bro. I, like, niggas, y'all, y'all shit on it. But dang, yeah, yeah. wrestling is magic. You know what's really funny? Is. I was uh, speaking of wrestling is magic. This is something that we didn't have down to talk about. But I do want to just have it as a little pointer. I was watching uh, Pat McAfee's interview with uh, Kofi Kingston. And uh, Kofi was talking about how he always looked up to people like uh, Shawn Michaels and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And um, how in the beginning of his career, the person who was producing his matches was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And Uh and, uh, he got to work with people like Shawn Michaels in the ring. So he was saying like sometimes that Ricky would be talking to him and like he just like be described out. Yeah, you're going to do the boom, boom, boom. And he should be looking at him like, damn, that's really the fucking dragon right there. Crazy. Yeah, like so, it, it it's really cool to see stories like that. I, I love those stories. I love when shit comes full circle in wrestling, bro, and it happens so often, man. It really yeah. fucking does. Like, like you, if you if you follow the sport, like outside of what you watch on TV a little bit more, you will understand what I mean. Just that much. I'm not saying you don't, but you would understand it that much more, bro. How crazy wrestling is, and how shit just comes around for these guys, man. I mean, like, I get it. It's fucking dreams coming true out there. I, I see it. Yeah. I can see it, especially when they put uh, the shot you was talking about made a lot of sen- shit make sense to me because homie ain't give a fuck about the script or At nothing. All. Was he was I drinking, bro. Was like, nah, I'm drinking this beer, dog. This is it. This is the moment. I'm, li- yeah. I'm here. I'm you can it. see it on his face, bro. He said, uh, I also watched a, um, uh, another piece talking about that same moment where he's laying on the ground and he looks half dead and he's just pouring the beer in his fucking mouth. Just yeah. He said... He said in that moment, um, he he really thought about it. He said, he said, can I put this whole thing away? And he just started chugging it. And that's when the camera cut to him. <laughs> so that's, pretty, that's funny as fuck. My son was determined to drink that whole damn beer. Even if you go to his twi- uh, his IG, I think, not maybe not his Twitter, he's on the private jet going back home, bro. And you could just see he didn't change his clothes. He's still covered in beer. He's just laying back in the jet while somebody's recording him talking. And he looks like he's on... A different fucking planet, bro. Oh yeah, he like, said after the he said he said afterwards they had like damn near thirty beers. Like he kept yeah. drinking with Austin. Yeah, he, he was drunk lit. as fuck in that post, bro. He definitely yeah. was drunk, man. And, and even the shot of Kevin Owens on the four wheeler with Stone Cold, bro. That shit's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, that shit is lit. That's crazy to me, bro. That's some childhood shit right there. Stone Cold on that four wheeler has been a thing for forever. Imagine, like, the kid in you was like, holy shit, I'm on a four-wheeler. Stone Cold's riding bitch right now. This is crazy. It is super dope to see those fucking, like, full-circle-ass moments, bro. And it actually brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk about, man. Like, fucking, I've been watching a lot of Cejudo shit. Like, him becoming the head coach of Fight Ready. Him training John. Him training Yuri, Figgy, Wei Lee, TKZ. There's a couple other names in there he trains, too. Fucking... 
I think that's a dope ass full circle moment for him because like he used to, he came from fighting, came from wrestling, like the the base of a whole lot of fighting. Uh, got two belts, got a fucking Olympic gold medal, and now he's training nothing but fucking champions besides like Yuri and Whaley. You know what I mean? And, and TK and and, uh, and Whaley is a former champ. So yeah, Whaley's like, a former champ. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, it's a super. And Yuri's a future champ. No, he's not. It's entirely po- okay. It's entirely possible that Henry Cejudo could be. I knew that was coming from you. Yeah. Henry Cejudo could be the number one coach in MMA by ne- the end of next year, bro. Like Easily, he could, he bro. could, he could have all champions by the end of next year. That's I, I find it interesting. Have you been watching like a lot of the footage? Not even like uh, the UFC embedded shits. Like just him posting footage of him working with people. Have you been watching it? Nah. No. It's interesting to see the dynamic with like he doesn't he's not like super bossy as a coach. It's cool to watch him like just work with people. He tweet he doesn't he doesn't change too much. He tweaks a bunch of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he he tweaks mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. Like fucking TKZ looks a lot. I mean I, I don't think he's gonna carry it into the ring, bro. But the shit he's working on with TKZ is gonna make his strike and fucking dangerous as fuck. Yeah, like I was watching gonna... Embedded when he talked about that, bro. He was talking about Volkanovski. Uh, if he gets into a, a, a slugfest with TKZ, he's going to sleep, which I agree he's, with. He's super sleep, bro. Yeah, he doesn't want <laughs> to slug it out with TKZ. Volk don't really yeah. got, like, power. Um, he he can knock you out, but he would have to knock you out on, like by catching you with some shit. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, the touch of death, right? TKZ has the touch of death sometimes, bro. Like people have sometimes to avoid a that. lot of the time, bro. He's he looks nasty jacked right now, bro. He looks jacked. I, I know he. And I know no, he's not like going minute, through a weight cut or nothing yet, but he he's, he looks huge, bro. Like he's looking yeah. stacked. My guy's looking good. He's looking healthy, bro. Jerry looking good. John's looking uh, good. Everybody's looking great. He's trying to fix Jerry, and it's he's not gonna fix Jerry, bro. Jerry's Why, going. bro? How do you think that he's gonna fix TKZ, the journeyman, but he's not gonna fix Jerry? You really he was like gonna it? fix TKZ either. I, I specifically left TKZ, Whaley, and Yuri the fuck out of there. I was talking about champions. Uh, I think Whaley beat Rose in their last fight, but you know, that's geez. great. But it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I personally uh, think Rose won that, but then yeah, yeah. So did the, so did the judges. Yeah. But that's that's to, that's to be desired. Um, the the whole point is is that seeing um, you know, Cejudo's career was brief, but very impactful. You know, he came into the UFC, he missed weight a couple times, he had a loss, and then he just became the demon that we know today as Triple C. And um, to see him go from being you know the Olympic gold medalist debuting to becoming a champ to becoming a double champ to defending against some of the uh, biggest names in the division's history, and then going on to spread his knowledge of the sport and uh, his techniques to, you know, other champions and former and, and past champions. Uh, it, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's dope as fuck. I think it's one of the, um, one of the things uh, that we get to see very few uh, times in the sport where a lot of the fighters, when they're done, they fucking walk away. Like, especially in this kind of sport, like we see in wrestling and things like that, when people walk away, they usually end up taking like producer roles or, um, you know, uh, writing and, and things like that. But it's, um, I think it's, I think it's dope as fuck. What do you think about it, 
Yeah. Right, did Shaq get a word in there? Oh, y'all can't hear me? No, no, yeah, yeah. No, it's dope as fuck, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah. So, uh, now we can, now we brought up uh, my man's Henry Cejudo. We could talk about this card that's going down. The nastiest fucking card is going down this weekend. All right, bro. Dude, this card's got me with a fucking chode, brother. Right uh, there with Can we you. just start? Awesome. Can we start <laughs> at the early prelims, bro? We got Julio Arce fighting the debuting Daniel Santos, bro. Yes, this is about right. to be a fucking banger, bro. Julio Arce is not somebody to fuck with, bro. Yep. Julio Arce is good. Yeah, he's in the mid. What? <laughs> Here you go. Okay. Here you okay. go. Anyway. Very interesting. Kay Hansen's fighting. So anyway, uh, uh, what's next? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alexio Linick is fighting Jared Vandera. Oh hmm. my gosh. Okay. Olenek is about uh, to get wait, his two no, hundredth submission. I thought he was fighting Alir Latifi. Did did Alir pull out? He probably did. Oh my god, it's fucking bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen anyway because Aaliyah's a grappling ass dude. Alexi's a grappling ass dude. That would have been the worst fight in existence. Bro. I disagree. Like, I think Aaliyah would have beat the shit out of Alexi. I disagree. Aaliyah would have pounded him, bro. Took him to pound bro, town. Pause. Are you for real? Play. Deadass. Aaliyah? Deadass. Yes. Latifi. Aaliyah Latifi. Yes. At heavyweight. Yes. The short ball dude. Yes, the Swedish one, bro. Yes. So the same one I'm talking about. The one that worked at Ikea. Yes, bro. No. <laughs> 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 dude, that um, helped you carry your uh, your bed frame to the car. Yeah. That man ain't helping nobody. I mean, he probably going to be doing that soon. The last win he got was over Tanner Bozer. Then he was on a three-fight losing streak before that. He... I don't, I don't. I'm not going. I mean, Tanner Tanner Bolster is a decent win. Like Tanner Bolster is like one of those up and coming, you know, heavyweights. So always, oh, he's not on the card, so let's not. Okay, really look, Tanner Bolster was an up and coming heavyweight, and he lost to fucking Andre Arlovsky because he respected his dad too much. He was scared to punch his dad in the face. Fucking yeah, that was soft. the yeah. That was soft. That was, that was, that was I had Hernandez is back with a quick turnaround against Josh Framed. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be, I mean, I like watching Anthony Hernandez. He did, you know, get kneed in the gut during, you know, the tennis series. But he's doing pretty good in the UFC. And uh, his he's really lean and tall for the division. So I enjoy watching his fights. I don't know much about his opponent, though. I think Me he's either. debuting. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think he's but, debuting. Mickey Gall uh, is on the card. Really? I, I don't know who Let's Mike Malai is. But Let's it looks fucking like go, he's Mickey. Hey, Mickey, yes, that's what's going now, hold on, on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hate somebody, nigga. Hold on, this dude from Contender Series is about to eat his ass, bro. Hey, oh, yo, yo, he's not gonna beat Mickey, bro. Bro, he's about to beat the dog shit out of Mickey, bro. He about to get oh, bit. Man. Yeah. Nigga said Mickey about to go pit bull on him, nigga. Bro, Raquel Pennington is about to bring this whole fucking card down, dog. Oh my god. Oh. Why? And she's fighting Aspen Lad. Forehead queen, Aspen Lad. I might might have to to take my girl Aspen in that one, bro. Aspen Lad don't have dreams. She have movies, bro. Bro, she got cinema. She got (laughs) cinema trilogies. 
Bro, Jarzinho Rosenstrike and Marcin Tabora is a banger. I don't care. I don't care. It's a banger. It is. That's um, if, that's if yeah, uh, Jarzinho decides to fucking let his hands go. If he shows go. up. Yeah, if he yeah. shows Bro, up, Marcin, it's a fucking banger. Listen, my problem is, is that both of these motherfuckers are people who either show up or have boring fights. Because Jarzinho Rosenstrike either going to fucking split your lip open or, or he going to look at you. And then Marcin Tabura is either going to go out on his shield or he going to grapple fuck you. So I'm very fucking like... Uh, Marcin got hands. What you mean, boy? Uh, what, I, what I just he said, bro, bang, he, he going he gonna, he gonna to stand and bang or he going to grapple fuck you. One of the two. Yeah, he's That's... not grapple fucking you, dog. It's not going to happen, dog. He's oh, okay. We, okay, throw. we'll see. He and then there's uh, this uh, Ian Gary guy. With a ton of hype, bro. He almost got muck ducked in his last fight. I don't want to hear it, dog. Yeah, <laughs> same thing with Patty, but you know, yeah, they're, they're trying to hype that dude. We'll see. He hit the same hand that Connor hit on Aldo. No, bro, mm-hmm. that was not the same shit, dog. That, shit. that was not He's the same fighting shit, uh, somebody named Darian Weeks. He's five and one. I know uh, Darian Weeks, I've seen him fight before. Uh, he's from Contender cool. Series. He's inconsistent to me, um, like his, he, his in his fight. But I, and Gary is inconsistent in his fight too. So, and yeah. the Bellator. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is the Bellator main event. He's five and one, and his only loss in the MMA is to Brian Barberina, who is you know, Barberina dog. Yeah, yeah, like, inconsistent. Yeah, inconsistent. Uh, but That's he's also a young guy. He's he's also you know he's twenty eight. He's still up and coming. He's only six fights into his MMA career. You know, yeah. Just, let's, let's that could be it's the it's the prelims main event too. So hopefully it's good, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be good. I, I have faith. I have a little. You gotta Vic have. Pichel versus Marco Madsen is a banger. Honestly. Let's go. So that's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> fight, bro. That is a sleeper, yes. dog. That fight could actually be fight of the night. Uh, nah, never mind. Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres is after that. Nah, that's fighter tonight. Nah, I would, I would seriously, cause like a lot of people tend to sleep on Vince Pichel. That motherfucker's a demon. That motherfucker's, that motherfucker's about it, about it. Um, you see that mustache, nigga? Nigga, that motherfucker look like he put some bodies in trunks before. Nigga, he um, got a gun under the mustache. Nigga, don't fuck with him, bro. Nigga. <laughs> uh, and then Marco Madsen. You know, Olympic uh, wrestler, fucking demon uh, cardio, dumps people on their heads constantly, punches them, subs them, whatever, and he's 11-0. I think this is a really big fight. I, th- I think this is a, a huge sleeper, especially a lightweight. These are one of these, these are, you know, they're a little bit on the older side, but these guys are like serious fucking contenders. Like if we go ahead and look at um, uh, Vince Pichel's record, he only has two losses in the UFC, which is Rusam Habilov in Rusam's debut. That was in 2012. And then he lost to Gregor Gillespie, which is, you know, even though he got head kicked by the GOAT, uh, Kevin Lee, get, Gregor is a legit fighter. And that was in 2018. So um, Vince hasn't lost in over uh, four years. And he's on a three-fight win streak. This man is, he's good, 14-2 and two against 11-0. and 0. I'm looking forward to this fight. This is my sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, bro. I'm I'm actually very excited about that fight. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Yugi, it's bet time, buddy. Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres are tied. They're I'm tied, bro. Mackenzie Dern. You're not about to make no money on it. I yeah. am picking Mackenzie Dern. Oh, we got spicy. We got spicy. No, no, no. Listen, 
he always picks Mackenzie Dern. He don't care if she's fighting Ngannou. He's she could be fighting God. Mackenzie. She could be fighting the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. I would pick Mackenzie Dern, bro. Mackenzie <laughs> Dern. Especially with Tisha Torres. I'm not shitting on Tisha. Tisha's very good competition. She's, like, top five. Not, like, out of all of them, just in this weight class. But I don't think she has the ground game that it takes to get past somebody like Mackenzie Dern. The only reason that the last person got past Mackenzie Dern is because they ran and peppered her the whole fucking time. They did what was necessary, you know what I mean? But I don't think Tisha's going to do that because Tisha wants to fight on the ground. So Tisha she's getting fucking yoked bro. She really Tisha's, Tisha's very good on the feet, too. And yeah. she's don't, getting yoked up. Don't sleep on Tisha on she the feet. Tisha's Tisha short, but she is strong. I also think power, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think that Mackenzie Dern, I don't think nobody want to grapple her. Like, if, and Tisha Torres does have a wrestling base, but she Except doesn't very good striking. My nigga, Randy Marcos dumb, though. You know, Randy Marcos is literally, she got, bro, her fight IQ is literally in the basement. Yeah, I'm like, not even going to count Randy Marcos because she dove so, into the guard, bro. Like, yeah, like, like was a first, swim she was like, you know what? I want to do it. <laughs> Her no, she's like, no! <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, she literally has the fight IQ of a fucking goldfish. It's terrible. <laughs> it's fucking bad, bro. I hate watching her fight. I don't know why she's still at the UFC. Anyways, um, so what? What? what is the wager, gentlemen? What wager? What is it, Shaq? What do you mean? What are you we think? betting? You, you got what t-shirt. are we betting? No, we're not betting on that fight. Fuck no, I'm not betting bro. against Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> Why would I bet against Mackenzie Dern? Bro, you literally said Yugi, it's bet time. Yeah, no, I meant because Yugi puts money on Mackenzie Dern every time she fights. I didn't oh, bet against me. Going down. It's going down. You already know what time it is. The bet's been yeah. placed, bro. All right. But if y'all wanted to bet on Hamza and Gil, maybe. Because I got Gil. I'll bet on that. You'll bet on that? I'll bet on it. No problem. I want to bet right. on it, too. All right. So, too? You got a chance to come up twice. Because I know you're picking good because you're crazy. Or I got a chance to pay two niggas, bro. <laughs> you can do it evenly. So that either way, you gain a certain amount of money or you lose a certain amount of money. So that's equal. Okay. So it's either I make $40 from you niggas or y'all make 10 each from me. <laughs> You can go blow a dick. Get the fuck out of here. What you mean? I'm not equal. Nah, because you like that's that. what you just said, right? So no, if no, you no. do a $20 say, wager. Say, 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 if, say if we do a $20 wager, right? Okay. I I would have to get put up 10 So you're basically betting $10 against both of us. Look at it that way. So you either go lose 20 or gain 20 regardless of the outcome. So it's not like three you're going to... Three ways, nigga? No, that don't make sense. That's not a, that's not a three-way, bro. It's, it's a splitting of a wager. Right. So I'm paying you each $10. I lose 20 correct? Or if you win, we both got to pay you $10. So you gain 20 20 Right. You both should be paying me 20 What do you mean? No. No. Yeah, dog. Because you're not giving each of us $20. You're going to get each of us 20, uh, 10 as a payout of 20 Yeah, this sounds horrible. Well, that's it's. This is the most basic math in the world, and I don't know how you know. niggas gonna listen to this and be like, "What is wrong with this dude?" Uh, yeah, I'm weird. Look, I'm not saying your math is wrong. What I'm saying is, also, by the way, I read on a college level in fourth grade. I did not do well with math. <laughs> different, different thing for me, dog. I'm good with words, not numbers. Uh, this sounds like a horrible bet. I'm passing. Bro, it's all right. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about this later because clearly yeah, we did that later. 
But what's your thoughts no, on that fight? Why do you think Gilbert's going to win? You think Gilbert's, Gilbert's gonna going to tap him out? Gilbert's going to win. He's going to clip him. It's over. No way. Yeah, he probably not going to win. But I want him to. I really do. I, That's I, why he's not betting on the fucking fight. You see, it all comes to the surface eventually. Yeah, it's a terrible bet. <laughs> I said that. Can we make it even more terrible for you? Can make it worse for you? Did you see that man on Embedded? Gilbert? Yes. Which episode? I only watched the first one. He's got a weight cut episode. Uh, uh, episode a of weight cutting, nigga? Yeah, that's or there's, there's, Yeah, they, they do that. It's bad. Okay, yeah. I mean, I believe it. I, I don't think he's that big, but I, he'll get down I think, there. I think, he, um, I think he got chunky sitting off of that Wonder Boy fight, bro. You're forgetting that Hamzat is a middleweight that cuts the welterweight, so. You yeah, also man, forgot that Hamzat is always in the gym. And he managed to do it in you 10 days, and then when you see pictures of him right now, he looks in shape, bro. My son Hamzat never had weight problems. Never. Listen, it was, it's never had weight problems at welterweight. So, like, what's your point? I don't have a point towards him. I look, he brought that shit. I don't watch him better. Nigga, I don't yeah, I don't, care. I don't care about he, Gilbert he, having he, trouble. He's thick, I, nigga. How's he going to clip him when Hamzat's going to shoot in the first two seconds, bro? And then he's going to get fucking guillotined, dog. Like, what do you mean? He's no, not going to clip. How, how much you want to bet this? Never mind. Uh, this fight's going to be a stunning <laughs> fight. <laughs> this is going to be a stand-up Yo, fight. Going I'm him, him. Deadass. This is going to be a stand-up fight. I'm, I'm, dead, I'm serious. This is going, like, you know how you get two wrestlers? You don't want to stand have up. A, you, know how, you know how you get two wrestlers and they have a boring fucking kickboxing? Yeah, it cancels. Yeah, it cancels. That's what's about to happen here until they go to the ground. At some point, they're going to hit the ground. I truly believe that. Bro, the ground, it's going to be a stand minutes. He do not want to stand with Hamza. I'm telling you. Yeah, hitting the ground in the first Hamza couple of minutes. And while Hamza realized how much stronger he is than Gilbert, fucking he's going to start making his moves, and Gilbert's going to curl into a ball. you telling Hamza. me that Hamza is about to spit in Gilbert's ass, bro? Jesus Christ. My nigga, come on, bro. We're not doing Why that. Why would you say that, Yugi? Wilding, bro. You, you say Hamza's like, gonna knock him out and spit in his ass, bro? Bro, if that's what if that's what happens in your neighborhood, then you think he' about to hit him with the Glock Dookie, bro? Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is bugging. Oh, Yugi, Gilbert's anyway. chances are Gilbert's chances are bad, man. He's fighting the bigger man. He's fighting the the person who's on like the upswing, like. Fucking Kamzat's just really coming into his prime. Yeah, he's fighting somebody who can do what he does. Hamzat can do some shit on the ground too. And yeah, not to mention. Sorry, you know, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Keep going. Go ahead. I was gonna say not to mention um, Hamzat. You know, I seen an interview with him, and he said the only reason that he wasn't part of the Olympic team is because he had visa issues for Sweden. And then once some of this shit got real, fuck niggas. Can't that man is Sweden. an Olympic. That man is an Olympic level. Bro, he, it doesn't matter if they can't wrestle. It's in Sweden, Sweden, nigga. Right, now hold on, hold on, hold on, because niggas know, make this point. Niggas make this point for Robert Whitaker, right? Robert Whitaker could have been a fucking alternate on the Olympic team for Australia. He is the best wrestler to ever come out of Australia, and niggas shit on him for that. But this nigga Hamza didn't make it, and all of a sudden, oh man, he could have been an Olympian. Yeah, no, but nigga, there's, a huge, there's a huge fucking difference What's because once. One's game is do- is fucking dominated. 
uh, with with wrestling. Like when you put his wrestling into work, he dominates everybody he grabs. In his first two fights, he absorbed three strikes and put out almost uh, two hundred. There's a difference. Has he fought? A, hold on, hold on. Has he fought any fucking wrestlers in the UFC? Bro, that, well, wrestler, all right, all right. We, I'm asking you a question, yes a, or no? Has he cycle. fought any wrestlers? This is in the a cycle. cycle. All right, all right. This is, I'm gonna answer your point. This is a cycle because one of them has. Well, one of them actually. Wrestler, hold on, listen. One actually in fought in Olympia. One seventy. Huh? One wrestler is in the UFC at one seventy. Besides the, the champion, Kobe Covington, uh, Kamaru Usman, Michael Chiesa. There's uh, fuck. Michael Chiesa. What? Magni. Neil Magny, there's quite a few welterweights. Actually, welterweight is the wrestling division, my nigga. He ain't fought not one. So I don't want to hear that shit. The difference is, hold on, hold on. Yes, it is. Welterweight is the wrestling division. What are you talking about? Dog, who's the wrestling division? Bro, 135, 155 have some of the craziest wrestlers, bro. Welterweight has more than 135. 155, you got Islam Makhachev. and That's you got dominated uh, by two wrestlers doesn't mean that it has more than a wrestler. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm so all, the only good wrestlers in fucking welterweight is Kobe and fucking Usman, man. That's not true. Michael Chiesa washes me. He is not a good Neil Magny. Dog, Michael Chiesa is not a good wrestler, dog. Hold on. Hold on. Michael, Michael, hold on. Hold on. Listen. Michael Chiesa has. Fucking washed people on the ground, dog. That's all he's good at. And he was a top five Walter Waite. So what the fuck do you bro, mean that he's not a good wrestler? Bro, what do you mean? First of all, he's a he's a jujitsu guy, if anything. So I, no, yes. he's a he's a you could you could call him generally a grappler. I'm not gonna call him a jujitsu guy. He's a I, fucking I, uh, all up. He's a what, wasn't he an all American nigga. Get out of here, bro. Fuck out of here, bro, that shit. Michael Chiesa bro, is is an incredible wrestler. You're not about to sit here and say that he's not. That's all he's good at. Like, that's it. So, yeah. Uh, Neil Magny is also a great fucking wrestler. Neil Magny will drown the fuck out of you if he, well, if he shows up. He don't always show up. But when he does, he will drown you, nigga. You can't tell me welterweight. Neil Magny will get snapped in half by Hamza, bro. Okay, or he would beat, or he would beat Hamza. We don't well, know. He like, he I know that you like look, and choke him out. <laughs> you are on, you are on record as saying that you've really been gassing up Hamza. You're on the hype train, right? So I don't really care how you feel about this. Uh, I know that you are 200% biased because you are Hamza. That, no, 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 that's fine. No, that, but, no, because I also look at other besides Anthony Pettis, and that's my guy. I look at every fighter that I enjoy, and I look at Neil them Magny unbiased. Taps of pressure, but look. The, Dude, the that was a cheap shot. But the whole point <laughs> is, is that I, I look at it unbiasedly, and I don't think Neil Magny brings anything. Uh, if you're looking at what Hamza has done to everybody he's fought, if you look at every piece of his resume, there's he nothing you really can fought you nobody, can, dog. Bro, right. gonna, <laughs> like this is the test. This is the test. I bet. So after he wins this test, I want to see. I want to see what happens after. This. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody want to see what happens it's, it's if he's be, fucking it's gonna be Gilbert Burns. Cut. It's going to be Gilbert Burns had jet lag. It's going to be he had a bad foot. He had a bad rib. It's, it's going to be, be that from who? With this being the test, I agree with this being the test, but I cannot agree with saying that he's not fought anybody. You know what I mean? Like he beat Leech, fight. nigga. And and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, Leech was unproven too, dog. 
Like, come on. Harry. He hasn't Leech beaten anybody. Leach put Santiago Pantanibio on ice. Santiago Pantanibio just got back from almost dying. I don't care. I don't care. Bro. He almost uh, died, right. dog. All right, so, so same, thing with, same thing with Jeff New and, and uh, Literally, Wonderboy, yes. Wonderboy beat. Wonderboy won, almost barely won. Because Jeff Neal could have killed him. I don't know why the nigga was being so nice. He beat a nigga that just got back from heart surgery, dog. I don't uh, care. And that's, and that's crazy. He got washed. And Gilbert got washed by that same nigga. That's crazy. By Jeff Neal? No, by Wonderboy. No, he Gilbert beat Wonderboy. Who are you talking about? Bro, that nigga had to struggle, bro. That nigga was losing. I'm not what, hearing Gilbert him. won every round. What are you, what are you saying? He, he was drowning. I'm yes. Drowning. Gilbert was drowning Wonderboy. He... What... Alright, anyway, dog. <laughs> that whole fight, bro. That whole fight, Gilbert won. Literally every minute of the fight, dog. Mm-hmm. Still not on, on your, your side, but yeah, Gilbert won that fight. I don't, I don't know, know what that. he's talking about. Anyways. What do you mean? Wonderboy was on his back. Like, what do you mean? Bro. He could beat the fuck out of Wonderboy, dog. He did. Come on. Come on, bro. Like, you just make this shit up at this point. You, you got revisionist history, nigga. Alright, you're right on that. Anyway, right, Gilbert got, Burns. Yeah. Gilbert Burns and Hansai. This is a real test for Hansai. I gotta rewatch okay, that. Okay, has Hansai has not been tested yet, in my I opinion. Don't agree. Okay. Well, if he's this all this this world beater, this fucking this god killer, then he needs to fight somebody in the top five, right? Uh, was Leech top ten when he fought him? I think he was top yeah. fifteen. I don't know if he was top ten. I think it was fifteen. I think it was like maybe he was eleventh. He was eleventh. Okay, so he hasn't had top ten comp yet. I really thought he should have fought Neil Magny. I, in my opinion, I, that's like a if that's such an easy fight on paper, which on paper it is. I think when it actually comes to the cage, I don't know, but he should have fought Neil Magny first. But he jumped to Gil because nobody will fight Gil and nobody will fight him. Uh, this is a. I mean, I, would, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would say that no, it was not that nobody didn't want to fight Hamza because my son Neil Magny has been calling him out for. Like Neil been calling his name for like a Neil, year. And Neil, half. Neil been calling his name out for like a year. But Neil has also been like, um, I know he's had like what two or three fights, but he hasn't been like the, the most active lately. Um, especially has he had? Is he on a streak currently? Neil yeah. What do you mean he hasn't? He fight. hasn't been active. He he fought twice. He fought in twice in the last year. That's active. No, I'm talking about beforehand. Yeah, look. So he, no, he hasn't been active, bro. He fought. Um, he fought once this year. He fought twice last year, and then beforehand he was ha- he was active. I say in the three. last year he's fought twice. Don't look uh, at it from at, 2021 to 2022. Oh, okay, yes. you're talking about 360. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah so that's I would activity. say from so March to March, he's had three fights. Yeah, so that's a, that's active as fuck, dog. That's not active as a calm, bro. Dog, three active. fights in a calendar year is active as fuck. What do you mean? No, Hamza had two in ten days. Nigga, like, everybody's not Hamza. Why is Hamza at the bar now? What do you mean? Because that, he's two in ten more. days? Nigga, name somebody else that did that, dog. That's like that's a retarded stat, bro. Come on, dog. Yeah, bro, he's literally the... Get his the, dick out your mouth, of, nigga. Bro. Bro, he's literally who we're talking about right now. What the fuck you talking about? No, Gilbert you got just... his dick in your mouth, my guy. Like you comparing, yeah. you comparing a guy that fought three times in a year to a guy that fought twice in ten days. That's not even. That's not even Bro. realistic. Bro, all right. So we're not. So we're not comparing these niggas in the fight. Oh, you got it. No, that's not what I'm saying. You're comparing activity. That's not what we're doing. All right, bro. You got it. Brandon, Anyways. nigga, you said you wanted to come up. I invited you up, man. Come up here. 
Anyway, uh, what you got to say, bro? He ain't even going to unmute. All right, I'm about to put Brandon back in the goddamn. Yeah, sit him down. I just wanted to say, I do think Hamzat's going to win the fight, but he has not been tested. He has not faced anybody who's worth anything. Everybody that he's faced, he's he's made C-level fighters look like D-level fighters, so he's been impressive, but he's not faced anybody. So he's untested. I do think he's going to pass the test, though. Just because they're not UFC level caliber or <clears throat> UFC caliber fighters doesn't mean he hasn't been tested. You can't throw him directly up against the top ten fighters when he's only had two or three fights in the UFC. They tested him perfectly where they did. They gave him a Cage Warriors champion in Riss McKee. They gave him fucking whoever that fuck that fat dude Phillips was. They gave him uh Whoever the body caught in between was, and they gave him Lee Jiglian. What was the You talking about, about Gerald Mirror short? Those are warm. Those are warm bodies. Yeah, dog. Come on, dog. You talking about GM three, dog? The GM dead. They gave him the warm body, and then they gave him the fucking uh, leech. That was a steady climb up. They can't just fucking hand him top five. But you opponents. said they didn't give him nope. UFC competition, right? Leech I agree is that UFC they can't handle. I, I agree that they can't handle. Saying that they gave him competition re- relative to where he was at. He rose yeah. in stock every time, and they gave him somebody that was rising in stock every time. It's not like he was fighting the bums. He just fought the people who who would fight him. They were you know, all C level fighters. Okay, so by that, exactly, by your standard, like D-level fighters. By your standard, Sean O'Malley has been tested then, by your standards, right? Because if you look at Paiva, Paiva was actually a very good test for Sean O'Malley, and he beat the dog shit out of that nigga, right? That's completely different because Sean O'Malley is somebody who's blatantly going about making D-level fights to to get his contract negotiated. I'm talking about his last fight, Paiva. Right, Piva came from Contender Series. He knocked a bunch of niggas out. Then he came up and he beat. Uh, he beat the... earned a championship in a different fucking uh, in a different fucking promotion. Probably, I don't know. What I'm saying is, he no, was not, on, no, he was in the no. UFC. The he was in the UFC no. knocking niggas out, bro. That's my point. In the UFC, he was knocking niggas out, and he and Sean O'Malley fought him. Say... Contender series, contender series when you is not say, the equivalent of being in another organization yo, as a champion, bro. That's not the same. When you say somebody is not tested, you're saying they're not tested in relative to the level that they're fighting. So he's fighting Gilbert Burns, and people are so high on him winning. I think he wins as well, but he has not been tested to the level of Gilbert Burns. I so can no, agree with. You, you can say that he's not been tested, so you don't know no, exactly he's if he's going to rise to that level. And, and, and if you go to that concept, then John Jones has never been tested. Huh? What? what are you because you're about? saying that he, you're saying that he's fought, that he hasn't fought somebody that goes to a high copy. Whatever you're saying is wrong, bro. I'm not going to go back. <laughs> you're not making sense, bro. John Jones fought the best at, at light heavyweight every time. What are you just- And it's also, I also think it's it's pretty, um, like, to lowball some, even Gerald Mirshaw, who's on a three-fight win streak right now. Um, like, him and Lee Jing Liang was on a fight win streak before he fought him. And Reese McKee, Reese McKee was was getting hyped up like, bro. What I'm saying, what I'm I'm saying is, it was impressive. He made them look terrible when they're not terrible. They're decent. They're C level. They're they're average guys, and he made them look like amateurs. That's impressive as fuck. But he's not been tested to the level of where he's fighting now. 
y'all are saying it like they're trash opponents and that he just has been fucking tossing warm bodies around. Uh, just because that's... he treats them like warm bodies doesn't no. mean that they're just fucking warm yeah, okay, but you're talking about dudes that were debuting in the UFC, dog. So, yes, they were warm bodies. They didn't, they didn't debuting like debuting in the UFC. Gerald Mishaw wasn't debuting in the UFC. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the other dude. I'm talking about the other dude. The two dudes that he beat. Listen. Listen. You niggas are not listening. UFC either. All right, y'all got it. Yeah, they just they just blatantly not listening. Yeah, they're literally <laughs> ignoring everything I'm fucking. Go ahead, bro. Y'all got it. All right, so uh, on to the next fight because we've been on this one for way too long. Uh, yeah, we yeah. we can go on to the co-main, which is the fucking. You know, we've been waiting on this one for damn near a year almost, it's and not. that is the Aljo and Peter Yan are finally going to face off for the championship. And I think Aljo gonna... should just politely hand Peter Yan the belt, bro. I think, uh, ah, oh, fuck. If if the last fight, and this is in a vacuum, if the last fight is anything to go off of, and this is not even taking into consideration Aljo's um, injuries, this is not taking into consideration the finish of the fight, none of that. If we're just looking at everything in between, Peter Yan is going to beat the dog shit out of Aljo. Um... If we're looking at um, Aljo's, um, you know, when he came, maybe he'll have more strength in the grappling, in the in the takedown situations. But Peter Yan was tossing him around like a rag doll whenever they got in close. He was fucking sweeping him, Muay Thai sweeps, judo throws. He was hitting him with everything. And not only that, he was dominating, dominating him on the feet. So it didn't look like uh, Aljo had anywhere to go. And honestly, Aljo got saved by that knee in their fight. Um, if we're looking at the second one, if it's any different if there's any difference of power or speed or you know uh, footwork for Aljo maybe it can be different if, if we're going off the last fight this is going to be a new champion again I think the only mistake Aljo truly made in that last fight is going on like a blitzkrieg as early as he did if he could have kept his pace like a little under what he did maybe he wouldn't have gassed so much because yeah, I don't know if Aljo is though yeah Aljo's I don't know if you remember that like he had his foot on the gas from like yeah he that's did. just how he um, fights though like yeah, Aljo like, is a very strong be, starter dog yeah he like that's he cannot do that against Peter Yan because but Peter that's Jan the that's the that's the hold on the Yugi I agree and I disagree at the same time because that is literally the the complexity of Peter Yan Peter Yan takes two and a half rounds I'm sorry a, mm -hmm. a round and a half just to start it's like, so just to start brewing yeah. but listen. You gotta go full speed ahead at him because if he gets past two minutes and thirty seconds of round two, you're fucked. You're you fucked. Can't empty your bucket of tricks because once he knows everything, just like you said, you're fucked. You have to have something else. You have yeah. to have a plan C. I see. And Aljo did not have that. He threw everything at him, and then once everything started getting countered, he had nothing, bro. Like absolutely nothing. It was turning like the momentum was shifting, and it was shifting like in a super almost immediately, game. almost immediately, and, yeah. Like and, and, and everybody knew it, everybody felt it, and then that meat came. You know to that I mean? part, I was just gonna say that you know Aljo cannot blow his load early because of the fact that um, you know he's a very fast starter, but he doesn't seem to carry that into the later rounds, or we haven't seen much of it. But definitely didn't look like it in the Peter Yan fight. And um, Peter Jan is definitely the kind of fighter who just sits there, 
He shells up. He uses his foot movement and his defense to keep himself safe for the first round and a half. And then he exploits every single little detail that you left to him. And he's very good at doing that. When He even did it against Uriah Faber. And that was somebody that we thought he'd probably take out in the first or something. By the fourth round, he made Uriah Faber look helpless. It was bad. Like, it was I terrible. gotta say, I gotta say, I agree with what y'all are saying, but I think that we gotta look at it a different way. I think Aljo just needs to expand his bag, if anything. Because, like I said, he yeah. gotta throw everything. You gotta throw You gotta throw the heaviest shit you got at this man, but you just gotta have a little bit of extra shit just to use in later rounds if you don't get him out of there. But yeah, Aljo yeah, has yeah. to try to get him out of there because this is pure fucking yawn, bro. Like, you're done, bro. Like, Corey Sanhagen, he had more shit to throw at him. And it, and it helped him not get finished in those later rounds. But as we saw, like, he couldn't get him out of there in the first two. And it was it, that was pretty much it, bro. Like, I don't and know. Didn't, I don't didn't, know didn't, didn't not only set traps for fucking Corey Sanhagen's punches and, and strikes and stuff, he set a lot of traps for Corey Sanhagen's movement, bro. Like, yeah. even down to your fucking, the littlest detail, he had traps, like, Sanhagen, I don't. I, I remember a specific detail in the fight. Sanhagen was like, he would step left, and then like, like as soon as uh, Jan would throw a strike, he would go to the right in order to escape. Fucking in the later rounds, every time he did that, he got blasted with an uppercut, bro. Every fucking time. So it, it's gonna be a lot to deal with in the later rounds, and I don't think fucking Al just gonna have enough, bro. Cause he, he just it's just the way he fights just like y'all said unless he can try to find a way to pace himself or ray longo and them get smart you know what i mean like i, I don't see it happening bro ray longo the fraud hate that guy look i i i think we can all agree aljo gotta pack him up in the first two rounds he has to he just needs a bigger bag to do that hopefully Hopefully, he's been training, right? I know he's had injury after injury after injury. He's had, like, what, three surgeries since that fight? Uh, Pewter, yeah. Pewter's been fighting, bro. Now, <clears throat> one thing that, like, nobody is talking about that I guess maybe it's, like, too deep into, like, the body language shit and people hate that. But before you get uh, – before you have surgery, you know what your body can and can't do when you're hurt. And if you've been fighting hurt for a long time like him – you kind of learn things a certain way and you do things a certain way. And after you get your body fixed, you don't do those things that way anymore. You kind of have to relearn them. So my fear for Aljo in this fight is that he has a new body, bro. He got his spine fixed, his neck fixed, his shoulder, all kinds of shit. He said, yeah. he's like, bro, I have a, I have a new body. I, I feel completely different. In my opinion, that's going to be to his detriment. Because he's gonna he's gonna move completely differently, and I don't think that's gonna help him until he gets those reps in. And as we know, yeah. he hasn't gotten any reps in because he hasn't fought since then. It's like going it's like going from manual to stick. It's like driving a new yeah. car. I know what you're saying. It's, it's it's he's got a whole new machine to work with, and yeah. with that, it's like he's been putting in the reps with the old '97 Honda Civic, you know, with the busted window and shit. Um, and he's used to driving that car, and he can make that shit whip, but. Now that he's up, he, he's got the Tesla and shit, he's, he needs to learn how to, you know, he needs to learn how to whip and how to control it and things like that. And it, it makes sense. Um, I don't think that it's going to be the biggest detriment to him because I feel like with a newer body, especially with his experience overall in MMA, he'll, he'd be able to get 
a certain muscle memory down pack pretty quickly, especially if he has a basis to go off of with his uh, previous body. Like, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, but I, I don't think it's going to be the, the biggest detriment. I, I think he just needs to up his cardio a lot because we've seen that um, after Peter uh, decides to download somebody, um, he tends to drown them. And if he has the cardio to fight off certain, you know, trips or, or pressure in the clinch and things like that, especially with the plum that Piotr is probably going to imply, he'll have a better chance, especially if he doesn't get, her, uh, get him out in the earlier rounds. I don't really think he has much of a chance at all, bro. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm on your side with that. I'm just looking at it like analytically. Like, if you're looking at it in the vacuum, that's that's probably going to be his best chance. But I think the biggest issue, honestly, is going to be his coaching. They're so focused on winning, winning, winning. When the the clear option, when you have a <clears throat> when you have a fighter like Aljo, is right there. If you know you can take the first and the second round, bro. You just got to find a way to get that last one because you're not going to get three and four. We can we can say that now. He's not going to get round three or four. He might not even get round two. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to finish him. I don't think Aljo has the power to put out Peter Jan, and he's going to have to put him out. I don't think he can sub him because Peter Jan was clearly stronger than him on the ground, like when they did have their little bit of transitions. So you got to win on points, and I just don't think it's going to fucking happen, man. I think if... If Pewter doesn't finish him, he'll probably end up uh, winning on points. That's my uh, current prediction for it. And uh, yeah, uh, things best chance, my man Aljo's best chance is just to get him out quick before he can download him. That's all I really see for him. So, the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. I think we're looking at an upset. Listen... I love TKZ. I am hoping for the best. But if we're looking at it, if, you know, and Volk is definitely one who I can say has always respected every one of his opponents. He tends to get caught, especially with really elite boxers like Max. He's clipped them a couple times. Um, he tends to respect his opponents and what they can do. And he, uh, he sticks to the outside and he uses his MMA skills very well. That being said, uh, if TKZ catches an opening and hits him with a bomb of a right, which he can do to anyone, he's going to upset the world. And it's going to be the greatest day in UFC history. Well, not UFC history, just, just for this year. So what makes y'all think that TKZ can hit him with a bomb if Max couldn't hit him with, with anything? What do you mean? Max, Max did hit him with a bomb. Max dropped him. What do you mean? No. Like, Max caught him with one thing, but Max, Max never really him caught twice. him with anything Max dropped him super twice. clean, man. Max dropped him. Yes, he did. Actually, he as a matter of fact, Yugi, as a matter of fact, Yugi, uh, Volkanovski gets dropped in every fight. Almost. Every fight. Damn near. Every fight um, since the Rivera fight, he's been dropped. Nobody. No, but that's I, the thing. I just don't see why people doubt Volkanovski, especially after that fucking... At the, at the it, it's not, it's not a doubt. After the fucking Ortega his skill fight, is there. Like, his skill is there, right? But he gets dropped in every fight, and you know that takes a toll on your chin. Eventually, somebody's going to actually crack that shit. If everybody's hitting him in every fight to where he's hitting the floor in every fight, it's just going to take the right shot, bro, and somebody's going to put him, put him out. Yeah, I think yeah, he's going to be and y'all think it's going to be who y'all called journeyman TKZ. Yes, First that's why I said an upset. 
personally he um, is a journeyman he's been fighting yes, since there were sponsorships yes. on shorts dog for sure true. yeah i would yes and he's had his title fights and he's been up and down uh yes he classifies him as a journeyman i'm a big tkc fan and this is not with any bias but we can sit here and look and my man tkc is one of the hardest punches in featherweight's history like he puts people to sleep like my man's who didn't respect him, I forgot his name. He fucking went five rounds with Aldo. And TKZ put him out in seven seconds because he thought he was bullshit. He threw a little cheap hook, and TKZ landed a fucking nuke on his chin, put him to sleep. It's not to say that TKZ is going to go out there and look like TJ Dillashaw against Henan Burrell. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if there's an opportunity for that right to land, he has one of the best chances in the division to put him out. Period, and that's and and that's not to say that he has a better chance than somebody like Max or Ortega, but if the punch lands, he can put him out. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you feel like TKZ can do it, Yugi? I wouldn't take TKZ. Say that again. Why do you feel like TKZ can't do it? Because he's never done it. He's a journeyman. He's no, no, not no. I, that yeah. good. Fair enough. Like, I mean, I, I just don't feel like he has the skill set necessary to be somebody like Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't feel like he's going to be able to land a clean punch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking Volk gets knocked down every now and then, but it's never the cleanest of punches, man. Nobody's ever been able True. to just jaw jack him like. On I, I disagree with that. You know what I think it is? I think that Volk has one of the strongest wills we've ever seen he's like, mentally this, bro that nigga like different he's mentally. he's meant he's mentally a fucking like a superhuman like he was literally like 0.5 seconds away from like losing all forms of consciousness like head about to pop off his shoulders and this man was like fuck you i'm not going anywhere so i i that you can't not say that he's you know he doesn't have the will and I think that's what keeps him up in a lot of the fights, especially when it comes to like him getting knocked down by um, by Max two times in back to back rounds in their second fight, I believe it was. And he still he still pulled out the win in that. You know, I mean, I disagree, but um, you know that's not how the judges saw it. And if you look at every one of his other fights, he you know he he gets cracked. But I think his will keeps him in there, and I think that. Um, Sometimes will is not enough. And I'm not saying that TKZ is the guy to do it like 100%. He, I just say he has the best probability right now. I mean, of course he has the best probability. He's going to be the only person in the cage with him. I'm That's saying... not what I mean. I'm talking about in the division, nigga. <laughs> I'm saying the skill set that TKZ has does not match up to what fucking Volk does like greatly. Vocal. 100%. 100%. Um, I'm picking I'm picking TKZ, Korean Zombie to win. TKZ. I'm picking Korean Zombie. Super flat-footed. Volk moves, bro. There's not going to be a punch there when fucking TKZ throws it, dog. Brandon, you got to say why. I'm picking I'm picking Korean Zombie to win because I think Korean Zombie has been good against these shorter guys who bounce in and out on him. He's got good timing. He lands the uppercut well, which I see Volk uh, getting hit with very often. He lands over the top well, and he's one of the more prominent finishers in the division, which is why I think he gets it done. Like, if he hurts you, he generally wins the fight in he's that like moment. He's like a shark in water with he, blood, bro. Yeah, he doesn't, 
he doesn't give up those opportunities very often. So if he does hurt Bulk, which I think he will, I think he finishes. He's shown that against people who actually move, like somebody like Yair or fucking even Ortega. Ortega has a little bit of movement. Or Aldo. People who move are his fucking downfall, dog. And and it, they get him every time. He was beating Yair. He was beating. I, I had him winning every round in that Yair fight. Before the chaos. I had him close. Like, I had him skidding it out. But look at how the fight was going, man. Like, he was getting cracked. He got, he got no. He, he, I had him I think, three, two, I mean, he got goaded into a knockout, unfortunately. Yair's a, Yair's a taller. Yair's also a taller guy. And I think he, I think his kicks are a little bit better than. Um, a lot of bit better. Volkanovski as well. So, his ability to keep distance, I, I think, is better. A bunch of different. He has a more kicks than fucking. Uh, Bro, he has a better kick heavy game. He throws. He has better technique. He's a better kicker for sure. He's a better kicker than Volk. That's most of his game, and he's he's fucking fantastic at it. But I'm not saying like Volk has a almost what you would call a complete MMA game. He does. He's a jack of all trades, a master of none. But he does everything very fucking well. And his he he, he finished he, that the cherry on top is his cardio and his willpower. I think that's that's what really like sets him apart from a lot of the guys. He's almost like, um, and this is not like a, a knock on him, but like the early days of um, my son. Damn, why why am I blanking on his name? GSP's fucking protege back in the days, McDonald. Roy McDonald. Like early in the day, like Roy McDonald was never a um, like a. He's really good at striking. He had the submissions. He has a grab, but he had an MMA game, like overall. That was his thing. He was he brought, he came up in the era of training in MMA instead of training in one discipline and then branching out. So I think that that's what Volk has, and he has it at one of the highest levels we've ever seen. That and his cardio and willpower are you know top it off. But I mean, this point has been brought up a couple times. He does get cracked in almost every fight. Um, and TKZ is one of those guys where if he gets you hurt and if he gets you in any form of position, he's going to dump the load. He's going to dump the clip on you. Hey, like, he's going to go... Right, that's why. That's exactly why I said dump the clip, because the first one was sounding crazy. I was about to say, good lord, dog. Yeah, yeah, that sounded crazy. Uh, <laughs> but he's he going he gonna to unload the clip on you. So it's like, he's going to go for the finish. And with... You know, like at that point, it's going to be willpower versus TKZ's punches. Um, and I'm not saying that's the scenario that we're going to see because he can also just end up getting fucking outclassed, which is a huge probability because Bulk is that good. But if it happens, it can swing and it can swing fast. And that's my take on the fight. I have uh, ultimately my take is I have Volk. I would love to see TKZ take it. But um, if I'm being realistic here, uh, Volk has the better probability to take the win. If Volkanovski wins, who's after TKZ? Is it is it Max? <sighs> I don't. It has know. to be Max, right? <clears throat> Max is in that weird position where it's like you've had two title fights. It's like, yes, you can technically go for the third, but it's like, my nigga. If I'm Max, I don't, go Frankie, for a I don't go for a title shot again while fucking Volk has it because if you do it and you don't get it, you never get another one. Is this BJ and Frankie again, bro? 
it might be. If it depends on um what Max's next couple fights look like, especially with people like uh you know Calvin Cater trying to come back up the rankings, with Brian Ortega still in the mix, you know he can end up you know depending on what he does, he can end up having a second bout against uh Volk, especially you know almost finished him. There's a narrative there. Yeah, you're still floating around. Yeah, you're still floating around for sure. Um. You know, there are names. I mean, there's apparently uh, the comeback of the the fucking Abraham Lincoln, but I, whatever. I'm over him. He's a beat? Yeah, he's a beat. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about a beat yeah, comeback or same. a fucking Connor comeback until they're in a the ring, man. Fuck. Same. That's that's exactly how I feel. But, you know, Calvin Cater just came off the win from, uh, you know, Giga. He can end up, you know, probably fighting Yair or something. Or Brian, um, and then seeing if that can end up being a number one contender fight. There's a lot of interesting things that they can do with you know the top like five in terms of matchups after this match is done. But um, I believe Yair was scheduled for the fight beforehand. No, I think Yair and Max is scheduled. Yeah. No. So. No. Who was Max. who was um who pulled out of the fight to for it was Max. Uh, T- TKZ, yeah, so they probably end up running it back, if anything. Yeah, that's, I mean, if that's the case. That makes oh, the most man, sense. Especially if TKZ wins. TKZ is fighting Max, so I don't think Volk is going to get a rematch. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think he will. Uh, they might end up fighting yeah, each other I with think, no belt. I think there's no way, I mean, business-wise, Volk seems smart. There's no way I fight. First of all, I had a fight lined up. And it got uh and it got scrapped and then they pulled TKZ in. There's no way I fight TKZ without a rematch clause. Mm. Yeah, this is MMA. Yeah. I think uh I don't think you can expect that. They're saying uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah Data would be like, Oh, so you don't wanna fight, cool. Let me go tell Twitter you're a pussy. Like that's what they do though. Yeah, then they're gonna be like, I guess he didn't want to scrap, I guess he was scared. He's not really a good like, champion. He doesn't wanna fight. You saw how he make did with the interim, nigga. <laughs> Either they might do that shit because they they throw around interim belts like fucking t-shirts at concerts. I think I you know why they're not over. Yugi, do you think that Volk is the best featherweight ever, bro? Is that is that something think, that you I feel? Think after he beat not TKZ, after he beats the person after whoever's going to be TKZ, that's why I wanted to know who y'all thought would be next. Because after that, like, who else? He smoked fucking everybody's fucking favorite. That bullshit-ass, bum-ass Aldo. He smoked him. Fucking... I'm sorry? What? Bro, you're wilding, bro. I don't... I, I you don't know what? That's a, that's a subject That's a subject for off the off the podcast, but... I, I, yeah, we might have to get your point. Get, get, get twice. He's going to get TKZ out of there. He got Brian Ortega out of there. Like what? What more does the guy have to prove for real, bro? When you look, and then he hasn't been beaten. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, he got a strong ass case for heavy featherweight goat. I don't think he is though. I think you got Aldo, Connor, Max, and him. Those are the four right there. Christ, I feel like people are too fucking. The only reason he has like an asterisk because he done so much for the fucking sport. Yeah, but no, it's not that. It's because he washed the fucking division on the way to the title. If he defended it, then. 
then we re- we wouldn't be having this conversation, dog. It would be kind yeah, That's a better argument too. But whatever, he didn't defend anything. <laughs> look how many he defenses. Didn't. Didn't. Look, look, look at your boy. Look at your boy right now, Volk doing it up. I give Aldo a little bit of credit, but he's still a bum ass nigga, man. Get this nigga up out of here. Thick as tattoos on his chest and shit. Get this nigga up out of here, bro. First of all, my my fucking problem with this shit is that niggas are way too fucking quick to throw this ghost shit around. Like, my nigga, what longevity do you have? Beforehand, this it was not only about just getting the quick accolade and getting the fuck out. Longevity as this sport has. That's the that's the people thing people keep forgetting. This sport is brand fucking new, dog. All right, that's fine. Goals, but there, there are still people who have fucking longevity in 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 terms of what they've done in their careers and so what they still continue. So, to who do. do you have a problem with? Then? Say what? Who, Eric? Who do you have a problem with? Then you, there's a reason you said that. No, no, no. I'm saying with. I don't. I don't think that. Give an example. I don't think that Volker has has the the qualifications yet. I mean, he has a, a fantastic resume, a who's who of resumes. But my nigga, how long has he been fighting? Like what? Like I don't think you're like, how, like how, you know how I feel. It's about who you beat, bro. And he beat yeah, yeah. Fight. I was about to say, how long does he have to fight? What if he smokes everybody in a two year span? What if yeah, he does no. some crazy Hamza shit and fights everybody he needs to fight in a two year span? It doesn't matter how long you fight, bro. Yeah. It's who you're beating. And he's beating yeah. everybody who has a fucking claim to that fucking featherweight goat shit, whatever you want to call it, best featherweight of all time, whatever you yeah. want. But then when we sit here and we look at some and we look at the pound for pound goat like stipulate uh, and, and John Jones claim to that, we also look at he's done the same thing that Volk has essentially done, but he's done it for ten fucking years. Like yeah, that's 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 what that's what, that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm never but every division's gonna have like a different time frame though, right? John no, came no. in and John came in young though. You gotta you gotta take that into consideration too. John okay, Stanley. and that's that's understandable. This nigga's still doing it up in their in their late thirties, and I'm not saying I'm not saying push yourself to you know do what you can. And at the end of it, we could look at it in hindsight and call. I'm saying right now, let's just let it breathe until his at least his if his career is shorter, let it be over and then look at it. But like, y'all people, also y'all also yeah. reacted to one word though. I, I y'all forget that right before I said the goat shit, I did say who he needs to beat somebody after he beats TKZ. <laughs> And and that's understandable, but like, I I just it, it, there's a lot of factors for me when it comes to that, because it's like if it, he fights four more times in the next two and a half years, and he beats the next whatever happens in the next two and a half years, whoever becomes the next guy, he he takes them out, and then he just calls it a day. Then for sure, it's a he has one of the strongest cases for it. But then we look at people, and yes, what are you feel how you feel, you bum-ass nigga, about Aldo. But if you look at Jose Aldo, came up from the, his, his young 20s, beat everybody in the WEC, had the belt, came over, beat everybody in the USC up until Connor, and then he goes, he has his little streak, he goes down to 135, he starts having a couple title fights, he, you know, he's back and forth, and now he's back on his bullshit again. Like, that is crazy to see somebody so like that. So you're like, basically giving him more clout because he's older, just because he's done it longer, not because of the competition that he's in. No, 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 because he's, but he, it's not about the, look, at he's also faced crazy competition, but he's only lost to people who are champions now. 
Okay, so what, what about the what does that say about the person who's not losing to these champions slash former champions? And that's the, that's great. That's something to take into. But I'm just saying, it's it's so soon to go ahead and just declare shit like that because we well, also you are have, saying that it's because I'm saying no, older. No, 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 I'm saying it, it's something to take in. Like I said, there's many factors into this. It's something to take into consideration when you're claiming something like this. You can't just go, ah, boom, boom, he's beat. You have to look at everything that comes with it, bro. I'm looking at everything that comes with it. I'm looking That's at him in competition. I'm looking at the competition at his face. I'm looking at the time he's been in competition. I'm looking at the losses. I'm looking at how he's handled losses, which he hasn't had any. So you have to look at the closest thing. You have to look at how he's handled adversity. The man almost got choked out, like, twice in one round. For sure. No, yeah, for sure. Died. And did not tap out at all, fucking. But then there's also there's also a huge claim to um, you know things like uh, oh, sorry, my man, Mega. Based on me, yeah, yeah. Up when he wants to shit on my opinion, so well, um, but no, there's also like big claim to to him in the in the max the two max fights where I a lot of people and this is not just me saying this out of my ass. A lot of people think that he that, that he lost the second fight. A lot and of people are the judges. I, I understand that, and that's fine. But we all know in this sport that people get fucked wow, all the time. So that that being said, Max also has a claim to that same shit. He also has the claim to the ghost status. And if you're looking at like taking into consideration, you know, he might have won that second fight. You know, it's two zero with an asterisk, which should be one one. Like, nigga, that's a lot. That's something else. Taking that is a lot of factors. Yeah. That's just what I'm saying. on asterisks instead of taking what happened and, and as just what it is, bro. Like, if you're yeah, saying, I think you gotta take happen, what happened as what it is. Yeah. If you, if you say, I mean, you, as much as I don't like it, as much as I don't claim, like it, when you look at it, you do kind of have to do that. Well, yes. Saying two people have the same claim, and those two people have fought, bro, twice. In terms of but, status, uh, yeah. In, in terms of legacy, I, I think you have to take that into consideration. But in terms of, um, like. Like straight stats, then yes, I would say that you're you're right on that. But that's just I how I the see. The goat it. conversation is like super subjective, and nobody ever agrees on it. So it's like you run around in circles a lot when you talk about the goat sure. and all that stuff. Because yeah. some people don't care about longevity, like me and you, we care about longevity. So Aldo's gonna be our goat, while other people care about other stuff. Um, so it just it's kind of a conversation that goes around in circles. I think Volk is. A l- I think he needs a few more wins. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly that's what I'm saying. That, but I, I think I think he, I think he needs a few more wins before I put him in the conversation. Korean Zombie, another fight against Max is probably going to happen, and one more after that, and I think he'd be in the conversation. But I still think I'd have Aldo ahead of him. But I think he'd be in the conversation. Max is. I think they put Max in the conversation too quick as well, but they're in the conversation. I still think Aldo's ahead of them. I would say that they didn't put Max in the conversation too quickly for the reason that after he took his loss to Conor McGregor, which was how many years ago, damn near? Like at seven, eight, maybe nine years ago now? I don't know. I don't know the time frame. But it was many, many years ago, and he went on the streak of a lifetime, like a ridiculous win streak, then took it to the belt, continued to show the same kind of form against Aldo, who was still looking fucking fantastic at the time minus the the mcgregor loss yeah he and then mopped Aldo and he, he mopped him and then it happened he again what 
Oh, come on. Jesus Christ. You fucking children. He, he mopped them up. Like, he fucking... He wait, 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 wait. He swept the floor with him, bro. Come on, okay, my nigga. Right, my bad. Nice he mopped him up, bro. Like, Relax, you, you nasty bitch. Um, <laughs> but um, and then he continued to have other other win streaks until he, you know, until he had the the bulk fight, and then in my opinion, he won the second one. You know, on paper, obviously in in the record books, it's always gonna say two zero, and that's fine. But that that is why I say he has some form of claim because his run continued with his progression in MMA and he just only he only got better and he still continues to get better because even him without the belt he made Calvin Cater look like a fucking amateur and Calvin yeah, Cater just went I will like, say like, you know what I'm saying I will say Max's run before he got to the title he did have a crazy win streak so I do see why people kind of threw him in there even That's though he only had like three defenses you be because he did have a crazy win streak. It was about that, yes, but it was the time frame of the win streak too, and how long it was. Like, and I'm not saying yes, Volk is undefeated. He got the longest win. Yes, I get it. But in the UFC specifically, we're talking about UFC goats and shit like that. Like, that's that's. I'm just saying it's. We obviously have different criteria or different things we take into consideration, and we have uh, similar things that we take into consideration when it comes to the goat status. But um, I would just say he has a claim in the next couple fights. He's definitely on the track. He's on the road. He's going down that path. But he's not there just yet, in my opinion. Interesting. Well, there you go, Yugi. <laughs> you wanted to know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. The GOAT shit is super subjective, like Brandon said. Super, I, yep, yep. I just... Like my my criteria is different from Eric's, and Eric's is different from yours. It it's honestly like a never ending fucking argument. So mm-hmm. it's a fun yeah. one to have, though. I don't understand yeah. why people criteria is so, so so like subjective. It should be like a certain. I, I'm not saying I don't understand. I just think it should be like. I don't know. Uh, be, yeah, nobody's ever gonna see it through your eyes, bro. That's how. It just, that's just how it works. It's not sliders like it's on Madden or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have a video game you want official ratings <laughs> <laughs> how many strikes has he landed as opposed to how many knockouts and I'm like bro that's way too much fucking work that nobody's trying to do somebody yeah. out there does it but, but y'all say they lie about it so yeah oh. Oh. fuck them niggas especially when you throw 40 mile an hour leg kicks and somebody's leg ain't snapping I'm not hearing it they throw up the significant strike fucking screen fucking Shaq has a goddamn brain aneurysm Time, I hate no that dead ass. Up, that nigga has a fucking stroke, bro. Let me tell y'all right now why that is the worst fucking stat ever. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast and you've ever heard the term significant strikes, it does not mean what you think it means. Significant strikes by the MMA rule book is not a fight that is significant. Uh, enough to turn the tides of the fight or significant enough to go ooh it's not that kind of thing significant strikes are strikes that are landed at a specific distance not only that it's certain ground to pound positions and it's certain uh, strikes landed from uh, the clinch the, mm. that's that's significant strikes it, it yeah. has nothing to do with the impact or or if it changed the fighter no it's a dumbass stat it's a made up fucking stat and they use it to sway your opinion on who want to fight. If you watch the watch the UFC on Saturday, right? You're going to notice that in a fight that's probably kind of close, 
they're going to pull up who's winning in significant strikes and not total strikes. Significant strikes don't fucking matter, bro. There's a lot of fight. Like, look, Max Holloway has the most significant strikes in UFC history, right? Why? Because he's long as fuck. It's, it's a yeah. dumb fucking stat. It's not because he mollywops niggas. It should be, but it's not. It's because he's just long. It's it's a dumb... I hate it, bro. Why y'all oh, do this, wait, wait, bro? Wait, 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 I'm about to go punch he, a fucking wall, bro. He mollywops nigga, but he's long? Um, I thought I was wilder. I'm done. You say the word, <laughs> nigga, for this strike. You're going to have a fit. Bro, <laughs> tired of this shit, that- Every time he the word significant strike gets brought up around Shaq, he act like a seventy year old with little kids stepping on his lawn. <laughs> he just start having a seizure in this bitch, bro. Nigga, I'm tired of this shit. Oh god. 